everyone, and welcome to Crossroads Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 2002 Britney Spears vehicle Crossroads one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And it's minute one. Minute number one. Our first minute of this new movie. It starts with the Paramount logo. Uh Uh-huh. And then it goes on to the Zomba logo. Mm-hmm. And then it goes on to MTV Films logo. Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple credits, and then it ends with the word Crossroads on the screen. All in all, not a bad like ending minute. Like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. However, I really don't have very many notes because nothing, literally, almost literally nothing happened except some logos. Hey, Aaron. Mm-hmm. So Paramount has been around for fucking ever. Okay. So all the notes that I took, they started in 1912 as wow. other things. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, one brief Paramount memory. At the beginning of Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, they show the Paramount Mountain, mm-hmm. and then it morphs into an actual mountain. Okay. And it looks so cool. That's cool. Listen to the Indiana Jones Minute for them to talk about how cool that looks. Okay. Um, so the only notes that I took were the highest grossing films of Paramount uh, that they've released. Okay. I took the domestic numbers for Paramount, but spoiler alert, for MTV films later, I took the numbers that they had, which look more like worldwide. Okay. If I looked at the MTV ones first, I would have taken the worldwide ones for um, for Paramount. They were roughly the same. Okay. Um, okay. So number one is Titanic. Okay. With $658 million. So much money. Number two, Transformers Revenge of the Fallen, $402 million. Okay. I think that's like three, Transformers 3, I think. Kind of a surprising pull for number two. Trans- number three, Transformers Dark of the Moon. Okay. Uh, $352 million. Number four, Forrest Gump. Now, I don't think that these are adjusted for inflation. Okay. So, But still. Right. Um, so number four, Forrest Gump. Okay. Number Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, $330 million. And number five, Shrek the Third uh, with $322 million. So random. And then uh, with these, I decided to also look at what Crossroads grossed. Okay. Just for just a bit of comparison. Uh-huh. Uh, so the number five was $322 million. Okay. Crossroads grossed $37 million. So it okay. made 10% of what Shrek the Third made. Okay. I mean, that, that makes sense, though. Yeah. Like, I'm not surprised. Mm, I'm... No. I mean, like, Crossroads was never the paramount, like, like um, what's it called? flagship yeah like no one was ever like oh did you see that new paramount movie crossroads like, yeah like it was for like it was for mtv films right sure um now of course it's not in the top five of mtv films either but but okay so zomba films which i have never even heard of so zomba was the name of the label that all the teen groups of the 90s were oh on. okay and then they turned into jive oh okay yeah. okay so Zomba Films was an offshoot of Zomba, the Zomba label, they called it. Got it. it. Okay. Um, and I it, liked their little like dancing yeah. speakers thing that it did on the screen. What I especially liked was that it made it very clear this is going to have Britney Spears in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, yeah. like it wasn't a Britney Spears sample or anything. It was just a Britney Spears pastiche for this logo. It was yep. really cool. Yeah. So um, the they only released really um, a, like a couple things. Okay. Um. This was like their most popular by far on IMDb. Oh, okay. Uh, then they released the Trapped in the Closet movies. Um, the what? Okay, so we're going to move uh, bri- briskly past this uh, R. Kelly. 
Okay. Made a series of music videos for basically a long form operetta called Trapped in the Closet. I haven't seen them. I have okay. very little interest in seeing them. Yeah. Other than the fact that they apparently get, there's like 60 episodes of this thing. Okay. That are basically like operatic, like, I guess just like song. I don't know. I've never seen them. Yeah. I heard they get absurd. Zomba Films put them out. Okay. And then uh, the other other thing they did was Rhythm City Volume 1 Caught Up, which starred Usher and also Puff Daddy was in it, though I believe he was called P. Diddy at the time. Okay. I didn't see any plot synopsis, though the Volume 1 is rather heartbreaking since that's it. There was no no Rhythm City Volume anything else. Oh, sad. Um, Oh, which we'll actually get back to uh, a sort of callback to that in Minute 5. Oh, okay. Okay, so then MTV Films highest grossing. Again, this is worldwide, just based on the numbers being lots bigger. Right. Um, it wasn't labeled as such, but we, we just but it was, it was it's clear that they, that it was. Um, number one, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. I have heard of that. Yeah. It made two hundred and twenty five million dollars. Okay. You know, maybe this is domestic. Maybe this is domestic. Okay. Because I thought the numbers were a lot bigger. I think the, the numbers for like Titanic worldwide were like billions. So Oh, I'm sure. So maybe this is domestic. Um, next is The Longest Yard. It is that a... That was a football movie? An Adam Sandler remake of a Burt Reynolds football movie. Oh, Where okay. prisoners play football. Oh. It made $190 million. Okay. Uh, number three, Jackass 3D. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> you might have asked yourself, was it the first Jackass movie? That was pretty popular. No, no, no. What about the second one, Jackass 2.0? Nope. Jackass 3D made $170 million. Okay. I, my first date with Jenna was to go see the Jackass movie. I'm really sorry. It was not all all bad. Uh, number four. <laughs> the movie or the date? The date was great. Um, okay. The movie had parts where I was like, this is going to make me throw up. Yeah. Um, and other parts that I was like, this is really funny. Okay. Um, number four, Jackass presents Bad Grandpa. Okay. I've heard of that one as well. It I remember that. $151 million. I've never seen a Jackass movie or an episode of Jackass. Mm. I know enough about it that I've never seen one. You went to high school with Justin and Matt, so you got really close. Yeah. I feel like, like, if Justin I, feel like Matt- I kind of lived Jackass, but like... Without all of the stupid amounts of money that went into Jackass, because well, I mean, it started off not that, yeah. Um, and and if Justin and Matt were uh, uh, skateboarders and mm-hmm. therefore had even less inhibitions, yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's basically the only the only <laughs> the yeah. only difference. Um, and then number five was Blades of Glory, okay. Um, which made one hundred forty five million dollars. Okay. So worldwide, Crossroads made sixty one million dollars. Yikes, that's um, not great. So it's it's better comparable to um, if these are worldwide. If if the thirty seven million still stands, it's still it's not great either way. It didn't yeah. make a whole bunch of money, but it didn't lose money, which is an important thing to, to well, remember. Well, that that's good. It kind of surprises me that it didn't make more. I would have thought that more people would have gone to see this movie purely to see if Britney could act. Right. Yeah, I don't know, but I guess not. Yeah. I guess maybe the fact that it was PG-13 and so any of Britney's, like, tween contingent yeah. wouldn't have maybe been going to see it. Maybe. I, I worry that there's a patriarchal thing going on here, too, where, like, all of these movies that made all this money 
have like just dudes yeah just dudes and dudes and dudes yeah and this doesn't have that it has yeah. like a dude yeah and a dan uh-huh Aykroyd. uh-huh um and that's it so i'm wondering if that has something to do with it being like not as popular because it's like a like a chick movie or something it is well it's it's a weird subset of chick flick yeah because it's chick flick specifically for and about teenagers right like there's not i mean most chick you know if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about chick flicks yeah i mean most of them are like romantic comedies about you know young working women in their 20s right so or or there's like there's like the american pie type teen movies that aren't dick flicks yeah yeah yeah, that are dick dick flicks or dick and chick flicks. Like mm. they're not necessarily like, they're not geared specifically towards women. Yeah. So I can't, I honestly can't think of another movie. Well, I mean, like Thelma and Louise, but adults. It's not about right, right. But like now and then, but they were kids, right? I can't think of another movie that really fits into the same. That doesn't have any like any male like there. You know, this has one male lead, and sure. that's it. I mean, like. 10 Things I Hate About You kind of has stuff from a female perspective, but it also just, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt takes, it is from his perspective a lot. Yeah, I feel like 10 Things, She's All That. Clueless? Maybe Clueless. Clueless is very much yeah. from a female perspective. Yeah, Clueless the... is probably the next closest thing, yeah. but this, I think Clueless was so iconic, yeah. and it was pretty clear just from the trailers that this was not going to be clueless i think there was a lot in clueless for dudes too though no there for sure was yeah i can't like she's all that 10 things i hate about you there was like there was as much for the guys right even clueless there was i mean it was very it was much more for and about the female characters but i still feel like clueless is probably the next closest thing i mean like up until up until crossroads up until crossroads like, blockers is an excellent movie if you're looking for i want things that are from a female perspective and also not like still somehow degrading to women right um blockers is a great movie for okay. that it was advertised horribly when did that one come out 2015 okay i remember John Cena's in it, i remember and, you talking yeah. about it i don't remember anything else about it but... no no lucy always talked about wanting to write a, a american pie but with gender swap, swap mm-hmm. it's basically that. Oh, okay. But it, but then their parents are trying to stop them from having from losing their virginities, right? But it's way better than that. Okay. Like it's way it's it's way more woke than that. Okay. Which is is good. Okay. So, um, Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I feel like this fits into a very specific little niche spot. Yeah. That like I understand why it wasn't bigger. Yeah. It's kind of a shame. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous, as we will see. And it's got its flaws and problems, as we will see. Right. But I think that it is a better movie than a lot of people give it credit for. Because here's the thing. Yeah. Everyone I know who has seen this movie really likes this movie. Let me tell you, let me say this. It's as good, and this 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 is a little teaser for next minute. It's as good as any episode of Grey's Anatomy that I've seen. Sure. 
I would argue maybe even better. I think that the, that it is better than than some episodes of Grey's Anatomy. That I've yeah. Seen. I have one more note about Tamara Davis. Sure. So it's directed by Tamara Davis. Um, before I forget, because I didn't take a note about it, there is a podcast called Switchblade Sisters where someone from, I think, the LA Times, a film person from the LA Times, sits down with a female filmmaker okay. and talks about a different movie made by made by a woman. Okay. And uh, Tamara Davis is on an April 2018 episode of that. Okay. Um, so you can you can go check that out if you want. If what I'm about to say intrigues you enough to go find out what she's like to talk to, I think you might be intrigued, listener. Okay. Um, so she directed Crossroads. Yeah. She directed Billy Madison. Okay. Um, in my opinion, probably the better of the two best Adam Sandler movies of the 90s. Sure. Um, and Half-Baked. What's the other one? Happy Gilmore? Happy Gilmore, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, oh, but Big Daddy was so good. I, I I think of Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore as a dyad. Yeah. Um, I forget that Big Daddy is not is still an Adam Sandler movie, and Wedding yeah. Singer is also. Anyways, forget it. We what mm, Wedding Singer is a movie with Adam Sandler in it. It is not an Adam Sandler movie. I'll grant you that. In in the same sense that Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore are. I'll grant you that. That's yeah. absolutely true. That's absolutely true. Um, she directed an episode of Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Okay. Uh, three episodes of High School Musical: The Musical: The Series. Okay. Uh, which is on Disney Plus. Yep. Uh, two episodes of Future Man. Oh, which two? I don't. Oh. I didn't write them down. Okay. I should have, but I didn't. Do you remember which season? No. Okay. And she directed the Mbop music video. Well then. So, seminal '90s director Tamara Davis. <laughs> Mbop music video. It was a pretty good music video. I don't think I've seen the music video, but I'm quite fond of the song. My children hate it, which is weird. I. Because there is nothing in that song that they shouldn't love. Right. It's great. It's, well, I love that whole album. Middle of Nowhere is a great album. I bought the single to Mbop in anticipation of receiving Middle of Nowhere for my birthday. So I'm, okay. big, I was big into Hanson in 1999 or whenever they were really, really coming out. Sure. Um, but yeah, that is all I have for her. Um, she has had quite a career of like, iconic 90s sort of stuff so, okay yeah cool Tamara davis yeah this is not what typical uh crossroads minute episodes are gonna be like for the most part yeah this there's there no plot happens nope. the only thing we get is some young children's disembodied voices talking about a shovel and putting things in a box i'm so excited to talk to you about this opening scene i just can't i literally can't wait okay well you have to wait because we're not there yet but I don't want to wait for this pod to be over. You have to, though. Oh, okay. I will then. I mean, we can't just end it. We have to, like, say the social media and uh, stuff. Okay. No, that makes sense. Let's do it. Okay. So, we have a Twitter account. Yes. For the podcast. It is at Crossroads underscore Min. Yes. Individually, we can be found. I'm at Unabashed James. And I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. We're on the Scavengers Network, which is a great uh, network of shows of all sorts of different content from serious to silly from short to, to long from fictional to absolutely totally real absolutely yeah totally real mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah but they have a they have a patreon also yes which is uh, patreon.com slash the scavengers network yep for two dollars a month you can get all sorts of bonus content including some from us mm -hmm. and stuff from other creators on the network it's it's well worth your two dollars since we 
are a part of their Patreon now. If you were donating to our Patreon back when we were Unabashedly Obsessed and or Newsies Minute, now that that Patreon has shut down, consider donating to the Scavengers Network. And when you sign up um, for the Patreon, you'll receive a link to a Google Doc that you can check off the shows you listen to. So you can check off Crossroads Minute, and you can also check off any of the other shows on the Scavengers Network that we're a part of. Yeah. Um, and that just lets the Scavengers Network know that you're coming in part to listen to us. Yeah. Um, which is cool. It's, you can literally tell them we sent you. Yeah, exactly. If you are curious about any of the other shows on the Scavengers Network, you can go to scavengersnetwork.com. It's a beautifully designed site. It really is. Uh, you can listen to clips and stuff. Oh, There's all sorts of really great stuff. I just realized Colin's going to have to add this logo. Yeah. Poor Colin. Yeah. He's just going to have a James and Aaron section that gets smaller and smaller and smaller. He really might have to. Until or... it pixelates to our faces. Oh, my God. <laughs> so... I think that's going to do it for minute one. I think so. Yeah? Let's be best friends forever. We will. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.